Hi everyone, David Harris here with you with a news bonus, refocusing some of our criminal justice reform efforts. Listeners to Criminal Injustice are accustomed to hearing about different ways and different ideas for reform and change in the criminal justice system. Well, here is something that's gotten a little bit lost in years of late, now becoming the focus again. We have had a lot of discussion, not just here, but everywhere in this country, and importantly, and deservedly so, on how we get out of the the, the plague of mass incarceration that our country has now been in for several decades. How do we reduce prison populations? Can we do that without addressing things like the long, long sentences? You remember our guest Ryan King from the Urban Institute talking about that with us. Uh, So much discussion that we have had. Well, along comes the Laura and John Arnold Foundation, and these folks have been in the criminal justice space for some years, giving out grant money and focusing people and institutions on ways to reform the system. They were one of the major players behind the development of the pretrial assessment tool. This is the system that is in use in a number of jurisdictions uh, to effectively try to eliminate cash bail when uh, when it can be done. Uh, this is a, a system that uses data and other kinds of information as a way of figuring out uh, how more people can be released and not be held pre-trial just because they don't have money. There's a lot of controversy around it. We've had a guest here to talk about that. Um, but they have done a lot, the uh, Arnold Foundation has, in the criminal justice reform space. Well, they have just announced a $17 million initiative to refocus some of that effort in a place where I actually haven't seen it focused for a long, long time. Uh, And this would be, instead of just the idea of reducing incarceration, which is incredibly important, what we must also do is focus on the conditions of prisons, the inside of prisons. If we're going to be locking up so many millions of our fellow citizens, we cannot have the kinds of conditions that we have now. Uh, The reports on this, uh, which came out towards the uh, third week of May 2019, indicate that the grants will be going, for the most part, to the Urban Institute. They'll be receiving $10 million dollars Uh, to uh, expand their research into prison conditions. $7 million will go to the Vera Institute of Justice to support uh, a three-year-old project that they've had called Reimagining Prisons, which is aimed at rethinking, quote, the culture of incarceration. Now, we don't want a culture of incarceration. Let's just say that. But while we do, while while we have so many of our fellow citizens locked up, we simply cannot have things the way they are, with shocking kinds of conditions, with few opportunities for self-improvement, with brutality and terrible, terrible conditions of all kinds throughout so many state prisons. It just isn't acceptable. Uh, According to the person running this program, her name is Kelly Ree from Arnold Ventures. This is part of the Arnold Foundation. Uh, She says, and I'll quote here, we didn't think tweaking around the edges will work. The system needs a fundamental transformative approach 
to change. Uh, she further says, uh, we see time and again how inhumane prison conditions, coupled with a lack of reentry support, devastate individuals, families, and entire communities. So I want you to keep your eyes on this, criminal injustice listeners. We're living through a time when a lot of attention is being paid to criminal justice reform issues. But no matter how much talk about them there is, it's important to watch where people put resources. And the thing about this that caught my eye is, like I said, the idea of what goes on inside prisons has kind of gotten lost. That used to be a major focus of litigation back in the day when yours truly was just coming up as a lawyer. There was lots of litigation in the federal courts about prison conditions. Now, that was effectively stymied by changes in federal law, which made it much more difficult to bring those lawsuits and brought that tool really to heal as far as, uh, you know, folks who were trying to fend those suits off. I don't mean it was a good thing. I just mean, you know, the law changed and it's very difficult to do that kind of prison reform litigation anymore. So foundations are now turning to this as a focus of some of their future work as a way of hitting that aspect of criminal justice reform as well. That's it. Your news bonus, prison reform on the inside. I am David Harris. You can join us every other Tuesday for a full interview episode with all of the most interesting people in the criminal justice space. It's our pleasure to bring those things to you. And you can always check our website, criminalinjusticepodcast.com, for all the interview episodes we've done, all of our features, all of our news bonuses, and more stories, of course, of lawyers behaving badly. I am David Harris, and I'll be back with you next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris and produced by Josh Rollerson. Interviews are recorded at the studios of WESA in Pittsburgh. For more information, links, and past episodes, visit criminalinjusticepodcast.com.